This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. There's a growing humanitarian crisis at the crossing point between the Gaza Strip and Egypt. There's more than a million people, including many Britons, desperately head south to flee air raids and a threatened imminent Israeli invasion. The Rafa crossing is currently the Palestinians' only route out of the enclave, with Hamas, Egypt and Israel all having a degree of control over who can pass through it. Anthony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, said on Sunday crossing would open to allow aid in and evacuation of some foreign passport holders. But Cairo claims that Tel Aviv's not cooperating. Now thousands of people have gathered at the border in a bid to flee Gaza, which has been cut off since Hamas gunmen launched a wave of deadly, torturous terror attacks and hostage snatches in Israel to spark the crisis. Foreign Secretary James Cleverly says around 10 Britons are understood to have been taken hostage. It comes as a United Nations official warned that Gaza is running out of life with dwindling food and water. Also on Monday, Israel evacuated civilians living in villages close to its border with Lebanon after paramilitaries from the Iran-backed terror group Hezbollah attacked its army posts and a village on Sunday, sparking retaliatory airstrikes. So will trapped Britons be given a chance to escape Gaza amid a growing humanitarian crisis? Those trapped include the mother of Scotland's First Minister Hamza Youssef, for the latest, the Leader podcast is joined by Evening Standard political editor Nicholas Cecil. Nick, what are you reporting on Monday with the current situation at the Rafa crossing? As of Monday morning, things are in some ways unclear about what is happening in Gaza, but in other ways very clear that there's an increasing humanitarian crisis unfolding there. Early this morning, there were hopes raised that the Rafah crossing between southern Gaza and uh, Egypt may be opened, only temporarily, but that would have allowed in some desperately needed aid and reportedly also for some foreign nationals, including Britons, to flee Gaza and get out of what is becoming an increasingly dangerous war zone. That was all due to take place at 6am GMT. So there was these expectations raised this morning, but by that time came and passed. And then these initial reports, which had come from Egyptian security sources, they were denied in Israel by the Israeli government, saying that, that, that no truce had been agreed and that no deal had been agreed for this opening of the Rafa crossing to happen. 
there's still some hope that it may happen today, but uh, it seems to be a, a quite a volatile uh, situation and not very clear at the moment. And is there any detail from the government on this? Well, interestingly, the uh, Armed Forces Minister, James Heapy, was on the media round this morning, and um, he said basically that there are some very advanced plans for Britons. If they get across the border into Egypt, then uh, British diplomats have arranged these plans to receive them in Egypt and then to move them on and, and to get them back to the UK. So the plans are already there. The key thing is whether uh, people can get across this crossing. We know that certainly there's a picture of a young girl with her British passport waiting there. And a number of people have have headed there, very, very keen to get out of uh, what what is a dreadful situation. Here's Heapy speaking on BBC Breakfast. Democracies hold themselves to a higher standard. And Israel is a democracy and we require that of them. That is why you've seen Israel saying to the civilian population of Gaza that they will be safe if they move south of the Wadi. Now, I appreciate that that is an enormous ask in the time available, but they are trying to balance their responsibilities to the civilian population against the reality that the longer that Hamas has to melt away into the population, to dismantle its warfighting infrastructure, to move its munitions, the more that Israel will be striking at shadows once the offensive begins. Nick and Rishi Sunak visited a London Jewish school on Monday. What's he been saying? Yes, I think he had um, two key messages here. The first thing, what he was saying, is that uh, the government would do, in his words, everything in our power to keep the Jewish community in London safe and in the wider UK. The second thing he was saying, that people who glorify Hamas, which is a prescribed terrorist organisation, would be met with the full force of the law. We had um, some protests over the weekend, and in one of them, there appeared to be two women wearing photographs of um, Hamas militants on paragliders on their jackets during one of these protests. These Hamas terrorists used paragliders to get across the border into Israel and to carry out um, Islamic State-style mass slaughter. And um, the images are really quite horrifying. And whether these women wearing these images really realise that, I'm not sure. But I think that the more you see about it, the more you realise how horrendous it really, really was. Sunak also gave an update on the police investigation. I'm grateful to them for everything that they've done. They've made several arrests, but they're also now reviewing footage of some of the things that many people will have seen that are just simply not acceptable, uh, and where they can, they will be able to make further arrests. But I'm determined to ensure that our Jewish community is able to feel safe. And the current emergency work in response to the crisis. We're doing everything we can to provide support. I know it's an anxious time for many families who will have loved ones who are impacted or missing. We're providing all the consular support through the Foreign Office that we can and also providing direct support to the Israelis. And the humanitarian situation is one which, of course, we're concerned about and that I've raised in all the calls and interactions I've had with other leaders. Nick, it's been a busy weekend for Sunak. He's also met King Abdullah of Jordan. So King Abdullah of Jordan, he's going around European capitals, speaking to a number of leaders. He's spoken to Rishi Sunak and um, the Prime Minister reiterated the UK's support for Israel's right to defend itself against this terrorist organisation. King Abdullah and the Prime Minister also discussed though, the need to try and uh, minimise the humanitarian crisis in Gaza and the severe 
civilian casualties from any Israeli response. This morning we had, again, the armed force minister, Jane Teepee, stressing that uh, Israel very much has, in his words, the devil's own choice because they have a right to defend themselves. I think everyone accepts that against a terrorist organisation. But at the same time, they will be very heavily criticised if they go into heavy-handed and cause uh, unnecessary civilian casualties. Let's go to the ads coming up. What's Israel's military strategy and Sunak's domestic agenda? Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Nick, what do we know about Israel's endgame strategy for Gaza beyond hostage rescue? No, we, we don't know a great deal at the moment. We know they've got a large number of troops now on the border of Gaza. We know that they're aground. We don't know, but we very heavily suspect that a ground invasion is imminent. Interestingly, Joe Biden was warning uh, the Israelis not to reoccupy Gaza. So uh, he was very clear on that over the weekend. And the fact he's gone public about that suggests that, that he's still want to uh, put more pressure on Israel not to do that. And how successful have international diplomatic efforts been with Israel? It's hard to tell. When the Rafa crossing looked like it was going to be opened this morning, that seemed to be a sign of uh, some success uh, for, for, from, the, from the US diplomatic machine. But that hasn't happened yet. So uh, I think the world still waits to see what happens and um, really how the, the Israelis conduct their ground offensive in Gaza. If they can do it with a good degree of precision against military targets, against Hamas with their network of underground tunnels and so on, targeting their munition stocks, their leaders, then um, that might be seen as partly due to um, the, the diplomatic efforts of the US, the UK and other countries. If, on the other hand, that there is, is wide-scale civilian infrastructure destruction, basically of, of apartments and so on, and large number of casualties, civilian casualties, then the impact of the Western intervention may, may be questionable. What's happening on the Lebanon border? Well, there's some cross-border exchanges there and what America and the British to a far uh, lesser scale have done they've moved military forces towards Israel but the US including an aircraft carrier and the message they're trying to send two messages really one is to Israel that um, nations like America and Britain have got Israel's back um, at this time for them which is obviously a, a dreadful time for their nation 
but also to warn the other countries uh, and terror groups like Hezbollah, uh, based in Lebanon, not to intervene. Basically, they're trying to limit this to, to a conflict between Israel and Hamas, rather than it, it uh, exploding into a wider regional conflict, war, bringing in far more countries and, and people. Finally, Nick, what's on the Prime Minister's domestic agenda this week? I think there's still rumblings going on from the HS2 decision, the decision to axe Birmingham to Manchester high-speed rail connection. And um, there's still lots of questions being asked to Downing Street about when the real decision was taken, because it was only announced at party conference, but it increasingly looks like that the decision was taken many days earlier and that people kept in the dark about it. And then um, we've got um, by-elections later this week on Thursday in um, mid-Bedfordshire, particularly. Uh, that is Nadine Doris's seat. And... Uh, that one really does seem to be on knife edge. The Conservatives could hold on to it. It is a solid Tory seat normally, but Labour and the Lib Dems are both vying for it. Some suggestions, poll suggestions, that it's about a third, a third, a third at the moment. So it could go either way. The decision by Labour and the Lib Dems to both challenge for the seat could allow the Tories to sneak through the middle and just hold on to it, or Keir Starmer could win a historic victory, or the Lib Dems could pull off another by-election surprise. So um, everyone will be watching early Friday morning. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.